Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. Welcome back to Behold the Pale Podcast. I saw Matthew. We have Alexander and Ray with us this evening, as usual, doing it good. The holidays just, uh, or the biggest holiday, Christmas at least, just wrapped up. Uh, we hope everybody out there had a great holiday season. You know what I mean? Uh, we all had pretty good times. You know, you, Christmas and COVID, you know, it was a quarantine Christmas. So you certain things you can do. You know, usually every Christmas Eve for me, every Christmas Eve, the biggest part about Christmas is pretty much Christmas Eve for me, where we go to the uh, the families and it's just like a big Christmas Eve party. Then we go home, wake up, do gifts and stuff like that for Christmas Day. Couldn't do Christmas Eve, unfortunately. So we tr- we attempted a Zoom Christmas Eve, which was all right. It was all right, but you know, it wasn't quite a, a lot of was. hugging of the computer, right? Alexander Hawk's always hugging his computer. I love my computer. I love it so much. I'm getting you a. I'm getting you a special computer. There's actually something in that 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 came out this year that you would be. It's something that you would be interesting in if you if you drove more, but you're not a big driver. But there's something sexual that was released for the car. We'll get into that oh, a little later. Okay. Because in today's episode, folks, you know we're going to be talking about. The things that you may have missed in 2020 while being quarantined, some might say being a little brainwashed in the old 2020 time, you know, you might be there. Um, or maybe your, 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 your brain was already very clean and immaculate and you could see through. That's how fucking great your brain was. So that's what today's episode will be. But real quick, you know, how was you gentlemen's Christmas before we hop into things? How are you feeling the, the COVID vibe of Christmas this year? We'll start with Alexander Hawk because okay. he is A for Alexander, and then we'll do R for Ray Boone. Okay, okay. Um, well, uh, Christmas was uh, was good. Uh, 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 spending with my family, uh, and uh, we had you know uh, handing out of the gifts. 
And uh, I mean, for us, I mean, we're, it's really just my mom, my dad, and my brother. Um, uh, my brother, our, our brother's girlfriend came over, but that was it, just, just the five of us. And, um, and the thing is that, I mean, we never had any big, huge, um, like parties before. So to be perfectly honest, it wasn't a huge change for me in that respect. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that, you know, uh, working retail, uh, it's every Christmas, it's always crazy. It's always, you know, you got people wanting last minute, uh, doing Christmas cards and all that since they work in the photo lab and all that. So it's completely insane. But because of everything that has happened this year, you take the, uh, the normal insanity that you get with the Christmas season and yeah. you put on like uh, level three of like complete anxiety and just the need to, you know, just fight. I mean, I had so many people who literally, I think, just came in and they just wanted to argue. They just wanted to, you know, rip into somebody. And of course, uh, lucky for them, I was there to take the abuse. <laughs> you know, so. every, emotions are high, so unfortunately, yeah. you know, it's a human default. Take it out on the people around us. Uh, you know what I mean. Sometimes people take it out on the people they love, which is even worse. Um, but that's a true argument. What is worse, you think? People taking out on people you love, or taking out a complete stranger that, that gets no fucking benefit of knowing you? Complete negativity. Know what I mean? Yeah, I say both of them are equally. I mean, it's it's more, of course. I mean, if you want to think about taking it out on those who actually care for you and all that, but I know also, people like that. Yeah, but we directed, I mean, we, we we produced a movie for somebody like that, I think. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it, that it's also kind of even worse if you think about taking it out on someone you don't even know, right? Because I mean, someone else has their own problems that you have no idea about. I mean, the clerk that's ringing you up, you know, I mean, his his father might have passed away from you know, COVID or something else or, you know, might have, you know, uh, something else tragic has happened into that person's life. And, you know, you come in and you just see them as the lowly clerk to, you know, just friggin' ring them up. And because they, they didn't smile enough or was quick enough in a, uh, uh, with a response to your question, then you just, you know, make that person's life even more of a, you know, dismal i mean yeah yeah how about you ray how was your christmas how was your covid christmas a uh, good christmas quiet one with my wife yeah, it's the best way to do it anybody out there listening we did a big christmas special uh check out the boombastic media youtube page uh all of the gangs from all the podcasts on the network gathered for a uh, boombastic yuletide youtube christmas show uh broke it up into two parts first section is uh, directed by Alexander Hawk. Who me? No segment over there. Yeah, he, he directed and ended up the big sit down. Uh, Mingle Mania, DJ Stan the Man, fifth anniversary. You know, unfortunately, we were unable to do a screen. We had a couple screenings planned for the for the for the DJ's fifth, but with COVID, that was unable to happen. Uh, we're trying to do some type of thing to commemorate and you know honor the the, the big five years. 
Um, and uh, the year was coming to a close, and it was like, dang, we got to do something. Uh, so we did this. You know, we were trying to do a little Q&A type, interview type things throughout the year, just waiting for the right time and such. And we're almost getting clipped on that time. So we popped into our Christmas special. So I said we had like seven or ten people from DJ on there. We, we just kind of talked memories and stuff. So anybody who likes that or wants to know more about that, they can uh, check that out in the second segment was uh, a Buddy Butterfugo directed segment, I believe, which was our Christmas with Toby, where we sat down with our pal, Tony Radlov, uh, the genuine nerd, the killer nerd, uh, the, the king of it all, I like to call some people, like a Tony-type character. You know, he's an American splendor. Um, you know, he's got a character based off of, off of him. He's also in there. You know, Harvey Picard, he's close friends with Harvey. That's his, uh, his whole deal, you know, famous cartoonist, um, you know. Toby was a MTV personality for a while. He had some, he was on the Stern show for a little bit. You know, he's kind of done a mixture of a bunch of cool deals and he had a great vibe to him, you know, very friendly, very lovable Toby. You know what I mean? It's like uh, seeing an extended family you haven't seen for a long time. And he's done a few things with us now. And Toby is extended family. By God, he's, he's downright fucking boombastic family. So and we got it. He's going to be popping up in some future projects, too. We got some future films coming. Mr. Bootman over there, he's going to be directing uh, the next thing we actually we uh, shoot, which is uh, coming up soon. Thank so you. without further ado, go check out Boombastic Media. And let's pop into th- this episode segment. Get a kick in. Right off the bat, January 2nd, things you might have missed while you were in quarantine. Um, the brush fires in Australia. You guys remember that? Seems like 20 oh, years yeah. ago now, but big time destro- destroyed millions of acres. You know what I mean? I remember that was a big deal. That was just like engulfing. It was like lava, just engulfing, 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 you know, destroying, destroying. You guys remember that? That was like, a, that was before kind of the shit hit the fan, but it was still kind of, it was the shit hitting the fan because we followed it. Burned for like weeks, right, or like a month, maybe a couple months. Like it was just on fire constantly and stuff like that. Yeah, it went out for a long while. Wiped out a lot of the ecosystem out there. Yeah, uh, that was that was nasty. Um, I probably guess that uh, if you get that much heat and that much smoke, it probably in that area of the hemisphere, it probably affected the weather as well. For anything that goes that long. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I remember in, in, we follow, following on the news, animals were dying out. I mean, just the acres and acres and acres, like I said, millions of acres of trees gone. You know, those trees are very important. People don't always think about how important those trees are to humanity. You know, they create our oxygen and such. You know what I mean? So the the, the, the more trees we, 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 we do away with either by accident like this, freak of nature uh, stuff, or if, uh, you know, foolishness fern gully going in there with the machines chopping them down um either way it's all bad it's all no good you know every time you look even in your little suburban town every time you cross a corner there's more buildings or more houses going up so it's like over uh, me i wouldn't say bill gates is onto the right thing wanting to kill everybody off but whoo, we gotta figure out something shit all right folks so next up january 3rd um iranian General Quazern Salamia was killed by a U.S. drone strike. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I think this 
was this, I remember this happening. This was kind of a big deal. I don't think it was the first time that a drone strike was killing off any anybody big type deal. You know what I mean? It's just kind of it's becoming a new thing. It's a new war tactic. You know, yeah. I think we're definitely in a, an era of new war now. I say a lot in conversation. You know, I think war the future wars will be more of like viruses like covid it'll be more of weather situations like with the harp weather machines and stuff like that i feel like instead of the old days of dropping a nuke on a country and killing a bunch of people and whoever dropped the nuke becoming the devil for the next 50 years to that other country i think instead of that pr they don't want that pr problem you just you figure out a way to have a tidal wave knock out a knock out a pe- people you don't want to deal with and you can't, you guess what you say, you can blame God. You say, oh, you know, I guess God wanted him to go, man. That's freaking nature. Nothing I can do about it. You know what I mean? Same thing with all these viruses and stuff. So, you know, the drone, drones were like, you know, they had their moment in the sun. I almost feel like drones are played out right now. You know what I mean? Like they're all, they're, they're dead in the water type. Old uh, the Marines announced within the last month that they're phasing out the use of tanks. They go in technology, including drones. Yeah. So pretty, pretty soon, uh, tank battalions won't be around. It will be like video uh-huh. games. Everything will be video games pretty soon. It'll be like Call of Duty, where you know what I mean, where you sit, you you get virtual reality. You're you're in, you're in like a tank. You're in an airplane from this virtual reality simulation. Uh, you, you could even be in a soldier. You could be in a robotic soldier at one point in the future. Who knows? Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean. I mean, it's kind of like uh, uh, taking the, from um, uh, the uh, the book and, and movie Ender's Game, where you know you have these kids that are training. They think they're just training for to uh, for the the great battle yet to come, but they're playing like these games in where they are. But what they actually do is like controlling actual drones or machines that are actually you know. And the end result, the big finale is, you know, Ender uh, finds a way to, you know, destroy, like, the entire planet, I think. Uh, So ends up, you know, committing genocide. Of course, he just thinks that he's playing a game or, you know, this is just a combat strategy. And then afterwards, you know, he finds out that he's, you know, uh, in pretty much the one who, you know, committed genocide. I mean, it's... I mean, the thing is, uh, my feeling with, with drones, now, I'm all for the fact of, you know, not, I mean, I'm all for the uh, preservation of life, trying to limit the amount of people that die in wars, but I also believe that the more you do things like drones and that kind of stuff, it's the more it takes takes you away from your actions, so it'll be so much easier for you to be like million miles away sitting in a cubicle with a drone strike and going and, you know, uh, killing some uh, people from, you know, uh, a drone without actually being there. And, and, and I think the whole empathy that is, is decaying in, you know, our human society, that's a big step towards that because I mean, when you are remove the soldier or the person from the battlefield, any chance of you know someone trying to figure out something else other than 
oh, this just killed this person, you know, is taken away because they have nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, just just my thought. No, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, you're, you're definitely, you're right with that. I mean, if you don't have to look somebody in the eyes, it's a lot easier on your conscience and to do the, do the act. Yeah. You know what I mean? At that point, it is a video game. You know, it reminds me of that Bill Hicks joke where this, I think it was the Gulf War. Which is, you know, doing an impersonation. These two soldiers are sitting around a code book, like like Battleship, just put, oh, let's try B-12, you know what I mean? See what it blows up type yeah. deal. You know what I mean? They don't care. They're just like experimenting. You know what I mean? The past time. Um, war is a lot of passing time, I hear, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, for shizzle, you know, it's one of those deals. So I think the future, I think we'll be seeing a lot of weird, wild things and uh, the future with war. Uh, I think they're definitely going to be moving away, like you said. They're moving away from hand-to-hand combat. Uh, they'll, well, we won't get away from killing. Because that's no, the big, no. you know, killing's important. You know what I mean? Um, that that you know, but um, we'll be moving away from blame, uh, murder with blame. We'll say we're we're going to be moving away from murder with blame in the future, as far as war goes. Uh, but which is crazy because with no blame, we might even see more fucking devious, devilish shit being done. You know what I mean? When you can't blame, when you can't blame. You know, you be careful. Um, January eighth. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, uh, Sparkle Markle herself, you know, pulls the man out of the the, the holy union over there. Um, when they decided they were going to leave leave uh, the royal family, um, which was quite a joke, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can say you're you're them leaving the royal family is like when you see a director, uh, a director's son or something that, or any any anybody's son that changes their name or does something to say that oh no I'm, I'm i'm completely independent no i don't i'm not i don't have help from them when they obviously do you know what i mean um yeah the uh, the prince Pr- prince harry and his wife are not being um they're still being watched there's still security around them they're not working real jobs you know what i mean they're they're just kind of live they're still royalty they're just living outside of the palace you know what i mean and his whole deal is he, he can never be king anyway, so he don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like, he has to wait for his brother to die, who's only, what, like, fucking five years older than him. So, like, he ain't never going to catch that. And isn't it something weird, like, if the ki- if the brother has a kid, that kid is more in line to the throne than his brother would be? Or something crazy yeah. like that? Yeah, like, yeah, so if I was that brother, I'd be like, I don't know. If I was Harry, I'd be, I'd probably... I don't know, probably do the, I'd probably move, I would take money and just move to California and try and become like a mogul, like a producer mogul, you know what I mean? You got all the money, do what you got to do. If you got the money, you can break into the, you got the right money, you can, you can approach any big filmmaker that makes movies you want and say, fuck, you need $10 million for a movie, I want to be an executive producer, and it's as easy as that, you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, there it is. So, uh, yeah, the, the royal family uh, are still royale. What do you think? Royale with cheese over there. What do you guys think of the royal family taking their taking their stripes off and claiming to be uh, regular people? Uh, personally, yes. I think that's a, that's, that would be a great way for that royal family to infiltrate, infil- yeah, infiltrate. You got it. And uh, 
get out there and mix it up and claim it. Oh, we're not royal anymore. And that's like intelligence gathering. It's like a, you know, it's like a black op thing where you're putting, putting people out there and you're getting what the, what's really going on yeah. and you're feeding it all back to the family because if they really left, they'd have an empty bank account and they don't. So there's something going on there with the family. I agree. That's a good point, Ray, too. Well, yeah, I wasn't even looking at it that stance, but you're 110% correct. Um, a lot can be done when you take the veal off, you know, step back. Uh, also, January 8th, uh, Ukrainian flight crashed in Iran, 176 dead. Now, I remember this was weird at the time, and it felt like it just seemed like foul play right off the bat. Like, you know, a plane might not have been where it was supposed to be. And, you know, they, they didn't have they probably didn't have to bring them down, but they wanted to prove a little point. Or something, or you know what I mean? Maybe there was some, you know, some tension there um, between the between the different countries or who, whatever the deal was. But um, 176 folks—that's that's not that's it's a lot of it's a lot of people. When you think about it, just gone. You know what I mean? Uh, lives lost. Uh, you know, boom, gone. Forget about it. You know what I mean? Um, and we didn't really hear much about it. You know, I think they just chalked it off as some type of airplane issue. You know what I mean? Which is again faceless crime, faceless murder. You don't have, you don't see, you know what I mean? I think stuff like that, more blaming natural disasters, be it weather or like a, a plane situation. Um, I think that's more the future type deal. More, it's more CIA, more like more, more secret, secret stuff. You know what I mean? Like stuff that Alex Hawk likes to watch movies about, you know, like uh, your, uh, your gentleman club there, whatever that is there with the, the assassins. What's the one with the assassins? Oh, uh, okay. You gotta be a little more specific because they're like uh, they're like the like the royal family assassins or something. It's like a group of assassins. It's not John Wick, because but it's more. I'm not talking about this anymore. You should have known right off the bat. The British, the Kingsman, the Kingsman. Oh, the Kingsman. Oh, yeah. okay. You are, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I saw the first one. I have to admit, that I wasn't a huge I thought, fan. Oh, of I thought you were a big fan of that for some reason. None of the Kingsman. No, oh, I mean. I'm, I, when you say the big fan, I was think, trying to think of something else. But I meant like a, a big fan that blows wind. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, but, next, you know, on January sixteenth, yeah. yeah, that's when they the first uh, the, to impeach Trump started. They they started to impeach Trump. Uh, his in, impeachment began. You know what I mean? Which was yeah. a big deal because that was a big fight. You know, they were trying to get that done for a while. And it, we'll, we'll get into the, how that ended in a little bit. But, uh, you know, January 17th, this is more of one of those fun things. Um, Eminem releases an album called Music to Murder To. Now, you know, that whole take, that whole take is a take on a uh, homage to a Hitchcock album. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. It's the only conspiracy, th- conspiracy type thing that you could probably throw in it if you wanted to is if you were to say something like, Eminem knew something was up and that was his take music to get murdered by. was almost like, I'm giving you guys a soundtrack because you're about to get murdered by somebody. You know what I mean? Like prepare, prepare for what's about to unfold in front of you type deal. I don't know if he's that connected. I know he spilt a few beans and raps before, you know, I know he brought, um, I think he, uh, I think he recently said something about like how puffy was, you know, Puffy was, uh, 
Puffy was was was, in, was uh, involved with Tupac's like getting killed type shit, um, which is a lot to drop. You know that that whole thing's a conspiracy thing. What's happened to that one of these days? That's some interesting uh, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. But when I seen that with the Eminem album, I said, you know, that could be kind of a little message, but I doubt it's anything. But I figured I'd just bring it up. You know, what you guys take on that? Hey, when you're when you're up at that level and stuff, once in a while you got to do something outrageous to get your uh, fans riled up and get people to listen to you. I remember he did a, a song about Trump that was like, I don't know. I think that's kind of played out. I know a lot of people don't like him. I know a lot of people like him. I just think it's a weird, I don't know. And when when a lot of people, my the whole thing with me is you see people trying to be weird martyrs, you know what I mean? Where they're like, oh, I'm going to, and I'm not just saying the president's a good dude, but they're all going to be like, oh, I'm going to shit on the president because it's kind of the cool thing to do. And they, they're like, well, I'm, I'm a cool guy for doing it. So when they do, when they, like, I thought the song Eminem did about Trump was kind of played out just because it was like, I mean, why do you need a diss song of Donald Trump? I mean, it's kind of foolish. It was just a reach for publicity, you know, and a publicity stunt. But I felt like it was kind of a cheap, stupid way. Such a serious subject with people being really upset. It's like, why take a cheap publicity shot to sell some records over something kind of serious, I guess. But... I don't know. So it'd be interesting, though. And I do feel like he is, he's at the, the higher enchilon of uh, music. So he would probably hear things and know things, uh, even though he's not supposed to talk about it. January 22nd, you know, you know, we had it was a very sad day. The peanut world lost a very famous person that day. You know, Mr. Planners was announced dead. Do you remember this? Planners Peanuts announced that Mr. Peanut, Mr. Peanut died. I remember this. You got it was right around the Super Bowl time because I remember at the Super Bowl, which we'll get into, they were supposed to do a funeral for him at the at the Super Bowl, but that was canceled because a big athlete died. That we'll get into in a little bit. You guys don't remember the Mr. Mr. Peanut, Mr. Planners thing? Yeah, I must have missed that one. Well, you were in court. You were you were too busy being quarantined up, kid. Getting ready for quarantine, at least. Yeah, I thought that was weird. The planter's peanut thing was fun. I don't know why they decided to kill him. You know what I mean? I thought that was kind of weird. But I do remember that. And I remember that they were doing... One of the Super Bowl commercials was supposed to be the actual Waker funeral for Mr. Peanut. And um, it got canceled up. And you want to know why? Because January 26th, folks, Kobe Bryant, you know, his daughter and seven other people go down in a helicopter crash. Of course, you guys remember that. That was a big, big, gigantic deal. Your boy caught heat. I caught heat on that. I posted something about everybody's having an outpouring for, uh, you know, Kobe, his daughter. And it's very sad that they died. But nobody was mentioning the other seven people. I thought that was a little foul. You know, I know there's definitely – Kobe's a little more well-known, but I think, you know, in death, you should pay respects to the whole cult gang. Um. They were Kobe's guests into the afterlife. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was Kobe's helicopter. Um, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff with this. You know, this was a big outpouring uh, of emotion for him. You know, I know there was a comedian, Ari Shafir, said something about him. And he got like heavy hit, Got took a heavy hit on that. Um, the gigantic outpouring, you know, this was a 50, 50, there were certain people cause Kobe had a, a thing came out a couple of years ago, I think where he like, ra- uh, you know, was accused of raping a girl and, you know, it went away. So who knows if it was true or not. 
Um, so some people kind of were like, fuck him. Like, I don't care about some rapist. You know what I mean? Um, which I can see that stands. But the, at the end of the day, it's another human. You know what I mean? This dying and his kid and all that. So definitely a sad, tragic thing. Um, I'm not going to say it isn't because I do feel that it is. I know you guys feel that is any death is. Um, there's a very interesting theory with this. Uh, Bishop Larry Gator who's a gentleman who has a podcast that I listened to. I, uh, anybody interested, go out there and check it. But it was um, it was about how Kobe was in the middle of suing a big pharma company over this, this medication they were making for athletes that was, like, highly addictive and, like, de- de- destroyed their bodies. And they were still trying to push it on these athletes, and he was getting ready to go to court to kind of, you know, stand up as an athlete to fight this. In like the, in that he died, and a lot of people kind of think that that's kind of like it wasn't an accident type deal. There's a lot of theories behind that. Um, we'll dive into it a little deeper with more research and such. But uh, anybody listening, uh, Bishop Larry Gator, check uh, check that out, and uh, you know the, the episode will have Kobe in it. So if you're interested, what's your guys' take on the whole Kobe thing when he died? Well, I mean. I mean, the thing is, when I mean, when you're dealing with big pharma, I believe nothing is beyond <laughs> uh, beyond their um, uh, depths to go, right. and especially if it's to keep um, keep their uh, brand and and their their shareholders happy. I'm. It's it's like everything. I mean, unless you actually have actual evidence and proof. But I mean, I would not be surprised that if they, if they honestly thought that Kobe's, you know, uh, suing them was going to uh, put any, um, uh, put any drops in their stock, I wouldn't put them past them to, you know, uh, be somehow involved in 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 the plane going down. Um, I would have to, I mean, like you said, do a lot more research into that to see the depths of um, of what uh, the uh, entire thing is about, uh, what he was going in, um, and how much he had to get uh, had evidence wise against them. Yeah. I mean, we. Uh, I mean, with things like this, I mean, unless you have evidence to prove, it's all speculation. Um, and I. Me personally, I have a very um, low opinion of the pharmaceutical companies right. and the way that they do business. Um, any company that that's entire uh, job is to create things to help and preserve life, and especially uh, when I mean, for example, like. Uh, diabetes uh, uh, medication like insulin where you know they keep on skyrocketing the price and making you know uh, literally a killing on 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 this life-saving medication that people need I mean if someone's willing to you know look at people like nothing more than numbers and then calculating oh you know you know, we'll just keep on upping the price and, and just milking as much as we can, that I would not be surprised that if they honestly thought that they would lose lose any kind of 
of money or, or stature and where they are. I wouldn't put them against, you know, going, you know, to those lengths. I mean, like I said, I mean, without evidence and without, you know, going into it, it could just simply have been an a accident and has nothing to do with this. But when it comes to the pharmaceutical companies, I don't think there's anything that they won't do to save the bottom line. And also put the athletic organizations in there as well with making money. And you, you'll say that, you know, Kobe was a, you know, I love Kobe and he was a big deal, but it's almost like musicians when like when musicians die, their catalog like doubles, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody goes out and buys their music. And the same thing with Kobe. I remember going to the mall the, the weekend after Kobe died. Literally, I seen like 13 people buy Kobe Bryant jerseys. Um, and I bet those Kobe Bryant jerseys wouldn't have been sold that weekend if Kobe didn't die. You know what I mean? So, like, there's definitely a lot of money to be made off of something like that. You have an icon in the business. You know, you're, you're, that you're kind of taking him out, maybe not in his prime, but close enough to it. You know, he's not a, he's not a player that, you know, stopped playing basketball 40 years ago and now he passed. He's a dude that in the last couple of years, you know, he's like still doing his thing. Um, and uh, yeah, the, you know, took it out of the picture. It's a really weird thing. Um, we'll, we'll dive deeper into it, which will be fun. You know what I mean? But yeah, you never can, you know, those big money organizations, you know what I mean? And, you know, when COVID broke down, came down and they were, everybody was freaking out because NBA shut down. It was like, Hey, you know, I think, you know, in, in a big scheme of things and in, in a bigger, big scheme of things, if a bunch of people were to supposedly have to play their part in a situation uh, of trying to plan something, I think that, you know, uh, you know, an organization like, like the NBA closing down for a year. Yeah. That they lose a lot of money, but it ain't going to kill them. You know what I mean? That's just a small hit they're going to have to take. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they'll be back making more money. You know I mean? They're back now they're doing games without audiences, which is, um, you know, I mean, it's, they're doing wrestling without audiences too, which is kind of lame. Cause you need that. You need to kind of feed off the energy of, um, you know, the excitement of the audience and stuff, you know, you're not getting that. So I don't know. I'm figuring it's curious, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, people, I don't even know if people are watching it that much because you, even as an audience member at home, when you don't see the audience going crazy for, you know, that three pointer shot at the buzzer, like it doesn't have that excitement. You know what I mean? It's just a weird thing. Um, When you, uh, yeah. When you're talking about the big pharma, there was a lady executive worked for him. Um, she quit. She turned to whistleblower. Uh, within about six months, she was dead. It's interesting how that stuff works out. So he he wouldn't be the first one. There are others too, but that's one. I forgot what her name is, but that's, and the circumstances of her death wasn't quite right. And uh, yeah, that's one that comes to mind very quickly. I'm sure if you re- if we research, oh, yeah. you can find even more. Oh, for sure. You know, Big Farm is a gigantic entity. You know what I mean? I don't think people understand how big it is and how deep its hooks go into every, everything. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the business, it's a business, you know what I mean? I tell people all the time, it's not about, they're not trying to cure people. They're trying to like keep them at bay, keep them alive long enough to, you know, continue to pay. No, they don't want to, there's a lot of things that could be probably cured with one shot type deal, but it's not, it's not lucrative to just give somebody one shot and hail them. It's more lucrative to make them come back every month for that shot. 
Yeah, and 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 the fact is, I wouldn't be surprised. And of course, this is the you know um, conspiracy uh, uh, guy in me is that I would not be surprised that cures for cancer, AIDS, all that are, have, have been found and just kept under lock and key, and only a select you know a few are allowed to get into the vault to yeah. you know actually use them because, like you said. Um, the cure means people don't have to show up and get, you know, shots or anything. And be, and and of course, there's too much money to be made by, you know, and uh, making people, you know, needing to buy those pills that they need or or mm-hmm. shots or whatever. There's a lot of fear in it too. There's a lot of fear in knowing that you're going to be on medication the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And control. You know, people are easy to control with fear. You know, you have somebody who has to take a, who needs a medication every month. They need to get it to live. And if they were, they felt like they were in in, in jeopardy of losing, you know, their, their, their Medicaid or whatever, and not be able to afford that medication, they'll do whatever they need to do to get that medication. If you tell them they need to, they're not even going to read the contract. You know what I mean? They're just going to sign their name. It's like Insomniac. When Roger Humphreys gets those pills and the doc, he's like, they, you know, are they bad for you? And the doctor's like, well, they're not, they're, they haven't been fully, you know, okayed yet. And he's like, no, just give them to me because I want to fix my problem. So I don't care. Just give them to me. And I think that's kind of, you know, the vibe, the more risk, the realistic vibe, you know, with Insomniac, uh, on you, Boombastic Media, YouTube, short film we made, you know, that deals a lot with the big pharma type deal. Um, Ray plays a, doctor that's kind of big trouble we call him big trouble and big pharma you know what i mean um so yeah for shizzle you know also january 31st uk officially withdrew from the european union you know what i mean our boy tony newton over there was dancing in the streets loving it having good times you know what i mean I'm always happy to see people get away from people they don't need to be near you know what i mean that's always a beautiful thing you want to comment on that at all, Ray? No, not much. That's just uh, money games to, uh, let's just say, the real money behind it all decided that it was time to boost up the UK and rearrange the union. Uh, who's in it? Who's out of it? Uh, for their own purpose. Uh, if you're talking about the ultra-rich, they didn't suffer from it. Yeah, never. The ultra-rich never suffers. They're always prepared. Um, February Fourth, Iowa caucus was delayed due to uh, quality control. You know what I mean? So I think that this was kind of we were first. They were, you know, they were, they were dabbling. They were doing a little dabbling with that uh, with the voter stuff a little bit. You know what I mean? Kind of seeing what they can do, what they can't do, type deal. Uh, right now, we're in the, it's. I mean, I think what Biden's been been. Everybody says Biden Biden is taking the gold, but I mean, like, there's so many on. So many, you know, uncounted, I feel, and like, the, the, you know, they, they had things coming out where, you know, death, more people that were in that area voted than, you know what I mean, that were in that area. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely, and, and both sides do, it's, both sides, it's a scramble, dude. Like, politics is an ugly game, you know, they're fucking, it's like, cut your mother's throat fucking deal. Um, and they do whatever, they lie, cheat, and steal to get what they want. Um, power greed, you know what I mean? Um, but that's that whole deal. So I think that that was the real, 
you know, time that we were, you know, you know, the voting issue came, came, was first mentioned, I think, around that time, around the February 4th time of this year. Uh, February 5th, Trump was acquitted by the Senate on both articles of impeachment. You know what I mean? That happened, so they, they, they canceled that out pretty quick. You know what I mean? Um, February 13th, Love is Blind premieres on Netflix. Are you guys familiar with this show, Love is Blind? No. Nope. Okay, Love is Blind is a reality love show where, like, these strangers, you know, you meet the, these people, you don't see them, you, you go into, like, a little weird pod, and you talk to them, and the, whole, and the whole gimmick to the show is that you're supposed to meet these people, you know, talk to them, never meet them, and then you get engaged if you, like, you, if you like them enough, you get engaged to them. It's real, like, weird, stupid shit, um, dummy stuff. But people love it and eat it up, you know what I mean? Um, but it's a weird deal. It's part of that whole thing with, like, I think that there's, like, a, a movement to try and really kind of fuck up the family unit a little bit and kind of keep people sad, man, and, like, broken homes. I think they're pushing for the broken home deal. Um, and that's why they do this thing, this, this you know, get – I don't, these relationships aren't going to last. You know what I mean? They're just for entertainment value. They're setting up these relationships to kind of fail. And I almost put it in the same category as a Taylor Swift situation where you got Taylor Swift, you know, pushed by MTV, you know, while she preaches, she, she sings songs about when you're, when you're 15 and somebody tells you that they love you, you got to believe them. You know what I mean? So when you're 15 and your boyfriend tells you that he loves you, you, know, you got to believe him and do what he wants to do, a.k.a. have sex. Pushed by MTV. MTV also pushes 16 and pregnant. All right? So which is to get all these 16-year-old girls to think that it's the coolest thing in the world to have a fucking baby when you're 16, which the idea of that is the most evil fucking thing in the world because cutting their... You know, babies are a beautiful thing. They come into your life. They're your 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 pride and joy. You know, they give people second lives. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it should never be a re. You know, it should never have a kid to fix anything. Um, but you know, when they get here, they're 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 a good deal and stuff. But yeah, have you know having a kid too young? I wouldn't say a burden on your life because you love them and they're great. But like, definitely changes the 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 direction that you, that your life was going in, you know what I mean? Uh, so Taylor Swift wants everybody to know that when, they, when you're 15 and your neighbor tells you he loves you, you got to believe him. So when you're 16, you can be a mom and pregnant. <laughs> Amen, brother. Welcome to America. So I think that it has that vibe to it. I think it also has that little vibe to it uh, of kind of dumbing down society and kind of making a mockery of honest to God relationships. You know what I mean? I don't think it, I don't think it, it, I think evil powers that be don't like, they don't like people gathering. They don't, they, you know, that's why we got social distancing. They don't want people getting together, thinking about things, getting like-minded and kind of really thinking about who the problem is because then they find out that they're the problem. And if we can find out, that's why they want every, that's why I feel like that's why there's so many racial things. I don't think that, yeah, there is racism in this world. Um, I don't, I think that your, your, your regular person isn't a hateful person. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, um, for the most part, you know, racism's kind of created and taught. Um, we're not born that way type deal. And, uh, you know, I kind of forget where I was going with that element. I started looking at my notebook at what was coming up, but, um, 
Well, where was uh, I going with that, guys? Where were well, you know where I was, you know me well, enough to know where I was going. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, when you look in, uh, at racism and, and all that, I mean, uh, especially in our country. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's it all boils down to um, you know divide divide and conquer. Okay, those in power, those who have the power. I uh, I mean they they stoke the fires of you know of of this you know despicable hatred for a one of one and another, and yeah. it's. And the thing is, unfortunately, there's those that, I mean, there's there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that the only thing that they have going for themselves right now is the belief that they are somehow superior to someone else. Right. Like, no matter how bad their life is or where they are in life, they are better than 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 another person. Uh, whether it's because of religion, whether it's because of uh, skin color, whether it's, you know, where the person uh, was born, so forth and so on. And the thing is that, uh, I mean, uh, and and you've got those in, in charge, like, you know, definitely stoking the fires to keep this going. Sure. And that's why we ended up with as much, you know. Uh, Racial tension. Yeah, racial tension with everything that's going on. And then yeah. you got, you know, with with COVID going on, everyone's on edge already. Everyone's already on edge. And then you have I mean, uh you have everyone with with cell phones. So everything is now documented. There's no, you know, just oh, it happened. No one actually sees what happened. Everyone has a cell phone, so everything's recorded. So everyone gets to see what 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 happens and then everyone has to make their own decisions and and i mean that's and i mean that's why i think actually i mean after of you know like george floyd's death that's why you know it was such a big you know eruption because everyone's sick and tired of this kind of mentality that you know those like the the police and those who are in charge that are supposed to be protecting us, you know, making up their own rules and, and regulations and 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 going too far. I mean the the fact is it's and and then of course you have uh people like Trump that just, you know, spends the entire time stoking it and 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 making it even worse. I mean he constantly throws gasoline on the fire and, and of, of a situation yeah. that, you know, I, it's, it's funny. I, I don't know if I, I think it might be Chris Rock. I might be wrong, but I think he made a comment. It was uh, a, a celebrity. I made a comment about how um, racism isn't more prevalent today than it has been. It's just that it's been recorded more. And that's why, you know, more people have seen it and, and of course, are, you know, disgusted by it. And, uh, and unfortunately, we don't seem to have anyone in any position, especially at this time, who's trying to 
find a way to bring people together and fix the situation. Unfortunately, there's going to be people who are going to hate other people because they're different. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I think that's that's a, a sad, sad thing to say, but that's the fact of society, a fact of people that, you know, uh, they just want to, you know, make themselves feel better by beating down on someone else. And unfortunately, that's why we were, we are in the situation we are because people rather, you know, just fight and, 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 and tear each other apart than coming together as a cohesive group and try to fix the problem. Everyone's, everyone's there pointing and says, okay, there's the problem, but no one's really wanting to talk about how we, how do we fix the problem? And that's where we are right now. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, I don't feel like, I don't feel, I feel like the, 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 the racial tensions more pushed, more created. Um, yeah, there's definitely some out there, but I feel like there's more of a agenda to divide people than there is to let us be one. Like, I feel like for the majority of people, black and white, got no hate in their heart for the other person, like a regular Joe blow off the street, got no hate in their heart. But I feel like, you know, the media, you know, people's agendas, certain things, they spin, push things for their own, uh, you know, benefit. You know, I feel like they try to make it look like people hate each other um, over race more than they actually do. And I, that's strictly because it goes back to that whole deal where it's like, if me and Hawk, let's say Bootman's the, 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 the powers that be and me and Hawk are two different, you know, people that, you know, are under him. Now, if I, if Bootman's fucking me and Hawk over, he'd rather have me and Hawk at each other's throats thinking that we're fucking each other over and not thinking about Ray. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that's my take on racial tension. You know, and it, there was a time and it's an awful thing. And it's a time when it was, a, it was a bigger issue and there's still a little bit here now, but I think that they're, they're pushing. I think it's a little more pushed than it is. I think it's a little more marketed, a little more of an agenda than it is. And it's sad. That's very sad that it's not, it's very sad that it's being used as a tool to do something instead of like, like you said, trying to exit out and make it completely not existent. But I think that it's existent more so for, 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 for the benefit of somebody that's not us, not, not society than it is the actual hatred within society. You know, there's hatred there, but that's because it gets fueled by, like you said, you, you said the Donald, you know, yeah. fuels it. Both parties fuel it, you know what I mean? Um, and that's why it's there. I don't think it's actually born there. I don't think it's something that's in there. I think it's something that, you know, people are taught as kids coming up. Or you, you got you, you, you got a situation where, you, you know, you got somebody who's just in a bad spot, you know what I mean? And they happen to see somebody else getting something that they thought they should have. And now they got propaganda or whatever, telling them, you know, telling them what they want to hear, you know what I mean? It helps them get angry because people, people do like to get that rise in them. I think, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's the deal. That's my opinion on that. You know what I mean? And I got, I, I don't hate no other, I don't hate nobody because of a gender, you know what I mean? Or skin color or anything, you know what I mean? Strictly on their opinion what type of people they are, why I hate them. But <laughs> I think that, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a marketing thing for, for, for their agenda than it is a, like, you know, I think, it, like I said, 
I'm 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 ranting like Alex Hawk, but the um, <laughs> it, it used to be a bigger <laughs> issue. Uh, I don't think it's as big as it used to be. Thank God, um, but I do think it's pushed. You know, it's almost like the COVID thing a little bit, which is a little upsetting and controversial with people to hear. Where I think COVID's a real thing. I think COVID's killed people. But I do I think that they push it and make it out to be a lot worse than it is. I do. I do think that. Um, do I think that they fake numbers? Yeah, probably. Same way people would fake voting, you know what I mean? Or anything else that they're trying to win at, you know what I mean? And if people don't think, you know... The, the virus being super bad on one, one political party and not on the other isn't winning for one party. That's definitely winning for one party. You know what I mean? And if people don't think that people, that, that certain people would put society in danger to win, win a bet, win a wager, or more greed, more power. If you don't think that's possible, that's delusion. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate. And I can, I can respect anyone's opinion. And even if they're really taking that long walk, you know what I mean? I'll go with them. I won't walk off with them, but I'll, I'll, I'll walk them to the cliff and watch them jump. But it's one of those things, you know what I mean? Uh, I think, unfortunately, I think the powers that be, you know, they run that do own the, they own the media. They do own the media. You know, I do feel they own the media, you know, the people, powers that be. Um, and it's all, it's all TV. It's all television. So moving before we get too crazy, before we have a four hour topic, the discussion on just that. Oh, February 24th, guys. Big one here. Harvey Weinstein, you know, uh, found guilty you know what I mean? of rape and second to third degree rape and first degree uh, sexual abuse, I believe it was. Um, you know, the Weinstein thing. Whoo, you know, we, I follow that deep. The ogre that is Harvey Weinstein um, going out there. You know, this you, you can speculate. There's a lot of he's bad dude. Very bad dude. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, that whole deal is a little weird. Uh, I'm sure, unfortunately, you know, it's weird. Is it, when you're not fully in it and know all the details, it's difficult to kind of give an opinion on such a serious thing because you don't know, you don't want to say something that could possibly hurt somebody's feeling that went through, went through something traumatic, you know what I mean? Done so. Remember, they tried to get him out of jail with COVID, you know. If, if, if he wanted to get out of jail, he should have went and got his face redone and lost a lot of weight before. Because if Weinstein looked like, um, who's the dude? Who's the dude from Pineapple Express? James. Uh, James Franco. Huh? James Franco. Yeah, James Franco. If if James if, if I'll say this with one's Weinstein, bad guy, but if Weinstein looked like James Franco. He probably never would have gotten in trouble, just like how James Franco's making women give him blowjobs accusations disappeared, too. So, moving into the next segment, um, we're going to talk about March 5th. We're entering the world of March 5th. Um, this is when Senator Warren dropped out on March 5th of the presidential deal. She said that was, uh, that was it. But before March 5th, even more important thing happened that Hawk would be excited about on March 4th. It was the first time a COVID-themed pornography film was released. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If that, isn't, if that isn't bad enough, March 4th, also Paris Hilton announced that her, her whiny baby voice that she does is just a gimmick. It's not actually her voice. For anybody out there, that, eight people just killed themselves after I said that. They jumped out of windows. Um, you want to talk about some real horrifying shit? 
we could jump into the world of um, the Imagine. You guys remember them when the celebrities were all doing John Lennon's Imagine, doing a video of them all together? Imagine all the people living for today. Jumping around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, great song. Fucking horrifying. There's nothing more fucking terrifyingly horrible than fucking millionaires trying to tell everybody that they're, they're, you're all on the same page together. You know, yeah. you know. it's it's like having their yachts, uh, you know, saying that we're in this together or whatever that that shot was. I forget what, what it was. It's like, we're all in this together. I'm like, yeah, if you got a yacht, yeah. no, you're not. You may, if you, you can, may. like, hang out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and and not worry about, you know, getting COVID? I mean, come on. If you made $7 million sitting on your ass in royalties this year, you are not. You don't have the same thing in common with the dude collecting cans to feed his kids, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a different... It's a whole different world out there, you know. And I, you know, I there, 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 there's got to be a better way for them to try and relate than to do something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I always find it. I understand. You know, you can almost kind of appreciate the the concept of it. You know what they were going for, but it was like at the end of the day, I think it's more just celebrities sucking each other's dicks, telling them how great they are. They're 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 dedicating some of their time for the common man. You know what I mean? Um, crazy uh, yes yeah i mean if you if you take that like you go all the way back to uh that the fact that you have those uh the you know taylor swift 15 year old it's true love and then yeah. you know m what is it mtv about kids 16 years old having a child yeah okay now what you're doing there is you're molding young minds right impressionable people who can be easily impressed you're molding them for the future. And then you throw in, no matter what the reason, whether it be race, political, whatever, you start throwing in the divide into society now. You put them under tension by restricting them. And then you start dividing them all up. And now everybody's frantic. Now you've got a group of people and they're controllers. They're celebrities. They're not, they're, they are not on the same level as us. They're millionaires. They're billionaires and stuff. And they're out there doing this wonderful thing. These vulnerable, vulnerable, same vulnerable people are going to turn around. And there's a good number of them that are going to swoon and listen to them. Yeah. It's a game they're playing. Right. It's a game they're playing and they're manipulating minds and they're manipulating people. Yeah. And uh, I got no respect for it. I'm with you, man. I'm with you 110%. It's a wild thing, you know what I mean? Uh, March 11th, our boy Tommy Hanks, Rita Wilson, dying, first celebrities diagnosed with COVID. You guys remember this? Yeah. Yep. This this was so early in the game, I actually thought Tom Hanks was going to fucking die when I seen this. I was like, oh, Tom Hanks is going to die from COVID. Interesting. I didn't see that twist coming. Um, but I believe, like, like Donald, I think he was over COVID in like, what, three hours or something like that? I well, almost well. You also have to uh, remember that Donald and Tom and all those they are rich. Uh, well, yeah, but they're 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 going to be able to get you know cocktails that you know Joe Blow you and me will never literally literally cocktail yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, we'll ne- never see. So I mean, the, 
and like like I I made a comment before about you know I wouldn't put past pharmaceuticals having the cure for cancer, AIDS, and every everything out there in our vault somewhere. I mean, the fact well. is that that uh, you know what what Tom got to get over COVID. I'm pretty sure that none of us are going to ever uh, get. Even when they roll out the vaccines, we'll get the knockoff version. Walmart brand. Yeah, the Walmart. Sam's Choice. Sam's Choice vaccine. Yeah, something like that. You know, uh, the thing you said about AIDS is funny because Magic Johnson actually found the cure to AIDS. It's called cash. <laughs> yeah, Magic Johnson's been dealing with AIDS for fucking thirty years. You know what I mean? That's uh, and he can, he runs a theater. Well, his theater chain's hurting now. The theaters are dying. He might die of AIDS now. Mm. AIDS finally might get him if he can't afford to keep up with the fucking. I think it's a blood trade, like blood transfusion type shit, where they probably it's very uh, high tech. They suck all the blood out of your body and they put it back in clean blood. Oh, uh, they call it the Chase blood. Carson treatment. Yeah, Chase Carson died AIDS. That's it. <laughs> Caught it from dirty needles though. Sewing needles. He was he was sewing dirty T-shirts, putting together uh, dirty scarves for Christmas. So, at this point, I'd say, Ray, are we going too far off the track? And he'd say, Oh yeah. <laughs> so, we'll get back into it a little bit. But yeah, with the Tom Hanks thing, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, Isaac Cappy's situation a little later in the year that popped up. But when Hanks admitted that was uh, it was a dude named Isaac Cappy that. Before Hanks came out, I say maybe a couple of weeks before he had COVID, Hanks came out with COVID. There was uh, this Isaac Cappy dude that came out and spilled the beans on like some Hollywood pedophiles. And Hanks is probably the most mind blowing name on that list because, as we've talked about before, I mean, he's America's sweetheart. Like, there's no nicer guy, sweeter, sweeter guy when you're thinking of actors, you know what I mean? Like, Tom Hanks is just. Yeah, the what you would expect to be a nice guy. Like if you look up a nice guy in the definition in a dictionary, like the definition of it, it'd be a picture of Tom Hanks type shit. But I almost feel like his COVID thing was uh, was almost like he did that to take the attention off of the fact that he was just accused of being a pedophile. Yeah, That's I mean, a, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I hope I hope it's not true. I mean, I mean, I I always been a fan of Tom, but I mean, the fact is you can, I mean, these celebrities, you don't know anything about them personally or their, you know, lives. Everyone has dark uh, demon shit and, and that they, they deal with. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I mean, when, when you have accusations like this, I mean, I mean, it's always easy for everyone to say, oh, what this guy says is true and take it at face value. And then, of course, on the other side, you can always say, oh, uh, he just had uh, a beef. He just wanted to stir up trouble. And it's always easy for people to just jump on one side or the other, depending on who you, whether you want to believe Tom is as good as he, he shows himself as, or you want to believe that all this is an act and he's really a demon inside. But the fact is that you don't know until you actually get, you know, some actual, you know, evidence and, 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 you know, get down and find the truth. I mean, you always got to look into these things and not take things at face value. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, 
uh, pedophile rings in Hollywood have been there for centuries. And uh, I mean, it's it's the case. I mean, you sit down, you look at like any big group. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, it's kind of like a, a a demon spawn that seems to always grow out of the rich and powerful. You know, what is the most uh, degrading and 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 the thing to show you? Your depravity is to hurt children. So, you know, the thing is that it's, I mean, you don't don't know the entire story. So, and could he be? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything, but I'm not in that world. And yeah. I don't know enough about this uh, Isaac uh, Hayes guy to know his exactly. story or whether... Isaac you know, Hayes what, is a singer. Isaac Cappy. Oh, Isaac, Isaac Cappy. My bad. Sorry, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know anything about Isaac Cappy, so I don't know. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people who just want to, you know, cause and stir up, um, right. you know, things oh, for sure, yeah. either amusement or just uh, you know get their name in the paper. Yeah, so, actor, actors aren't always the most stable of people as well. You know. What I mean? Yeah. 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 Especially ones that, you know, look like, look like they touched success for a little bit and then it didn't quite pan out. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, the thing is, my, my opinion when it comes to these things is, you know, don't take anything at face value and look into it. I mean, it's, I mean, don't believe what you want to believe. Find out the truth. I'm with you on that. Shizzle. Yeah. Um... Ray, did you want to touch base on anything with the Hanks and Rita Wilson? Or? Um, if you're talking Hanks, you're talking Weinstein. Uh, the potential is there. Yeah. I mean, Weinstein, it, ha- it actually happened. It is there with a certain level of society where they feel like they're untouchable and can do anything they want. And they can do- indulge anything they want. Um, whether it was him or not, it does happen. It does happen at that level. It has happened in and been ongoing in Hollywood. I think that uh, you got to look at it carefully, but also you have to realize that there is evil in this world. And just because you may look up to somebody, celebrity or not, that uh, they're not doing evil. It exists. Right. And they they can be doing it. Don't, yeah. don't just deny it out of hand and don't condemn them out of hand, but realize the possibility is there that it is real. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, musicians get out of this. I feel like they get a weird get out of jail free card because, like, if you were to if you were to hear a story of somebody saying like Ozzy Osbourne in the eighties had sex with like three sixteen year olds in one night, you would just go, "Oh, that's Ozzy Osbourne and the rock and roll lifestyle." Not right. Know what I mean? Definitely not right. And we don't. None of us here would say that it's right. But it's like you're not gonna get. Uh, offended almost you're not gonna get as whoa like if you find out tom hanks fucked a 16 year old girl you're gonna go wow that's kind of fucked up you know what i mean like shit really step back like wow but if you were to say ozzy hey ozzy marilyn manson fucked a 16 year old girl on tour you're gonna be like and yeah okay that's just tuesday you know what i mean it is what it is it's just weird and i'm not trying to bash musicians i just always felt that it was a weird weird double-sided thing almost uh with with musicians almost like they're expected to do that foul shit 
so it's okay. You know what I mean? Because you always hear horror stories about shit like that with musicians. Always, you know what I mean? Um, and I feel like they're in the same boat as these, 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 the film people or the athletes, whoever else is doing this shit. It's just like, I don't know, like society is it is more, I wouldn't say welcoming of them doing that, but they're less shocked. I don't know. I don't know what the story is, but I've always th- thought that was interesting because yeah, you'll read a, you could read a rock and rock icons book about how they were fucking and dude, there's, there's stories of people fucking like 13 year old, 14, 15 year olds. Like it's in there. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, they were fucking, they were good looking. You know what I mean? They had tits, you know, it's like that whole deal with like, if there's grass, uh, what is it? If there's grass on the field, play ball or something like that. Like, yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like there's, they had like the rock, that rock and roll mentality, not all of them, but that rock and roll mentality musical mentality with groupies and stuff is a lot it's weird like there's less respect for a groupie than it would be like just a regular female fan that showed up and was asked to do something you know what i mean and i'm not saying i'm definitely not saying doing any of that stuff's good i'm just saying i think it's a weird double um you know double sword double standard it's a double standard you know um it's weird there's also a double standard like i said with with franco like i remember franco got in some heat where like he, he there was chicks coming forward they could have been lying too who knows but there was chicks coming forward saying that he that he made them give him blowjobs and cars and stuff and um same that's just as foul as what weinstein's doing but You'll never hear about Frank will never get in trouble because girls are more like like a girl will be like, fuck, yeah, like I love the fuck Franco. They're not saying I'd love the fuck Weinstein. You know what I mean? So it's more of a double standard in that sense, too. You know, there's a lot of crazy double standards going on. You've got the whole deal with like um, to go with the Argento family, which I love. Dario Argento, his daughter, Asia Argento, you know, was big on that on the Me Too movement. And then they found out that she was fucking some like 16, like some kid, some actor since he was like 15 years old. You know what I mean? Just a hypocrite. You know what I mean? And it's just like, damn, like, it's so crazy how they, and it's like a political thing where they, they don't care how foul they are, but like if their competition or whatever is the slightest foul, they're all over them. Like they're the fucking devil. It's so dude, the double standards and hypocrisy is fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy, this show. Yeah. I, I, I hate to think the Hanks was that way. I'm with you, Hawk, man. I love Tom Hanks. Love his body of work and his career and shit. Did a lot of films I really appreciate. You never know, man. Um, I was, like, blown away, dude, when I heard. When I, when I heard, seen that name on the list, I was like, what? You know what I mean? Because you just don't expect it. It was almost shock value type shit. Yeah. Um, March 20th, you know what I mean? Um, something big was entered into the world. Uh, and that thing is called Tiger King was released on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people will speculate and say that people knew that COVID was coming. So they put Tiger King up there so people would love it. But Tiger King's just lightning in a bottle, man. It's just, there was no rhyme or reason it, 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 it was pure, pure, goddamn, dumb shit luck for the train for wreck. The be- Just the train wreck, you know? What yeah, I mean? I, I, I mean, I mean, the thing Mark is Bovin. that it's like you know, with COVID, everyone's being forced to lock down and all that. 
So we're living in our own train wreck kind of situation. And then, you know, Lion King, I mean, Tiger King hits and you're kind of like, oh, now it's, it's like watching another train wreck, which, you know, is even crazier and maybe even worse than what you're dealing with. So kind of like distracts you from the shit that you have to do. It's like, you know, watching, you know, someone the crap happening to someone else makes you yeah. feel about the crap that's happening to you. Well, yeah, Tiger King is a very well put together documentary because it's like this wild, crazy people and there's it breaks down into different elements. You know, it's what, like five or six hour long episodes. It's like a mini series, I think. And like, it's like once you get comfortable with the the madness of certain characters, you're like, okay, I, I understand them now. Then it goes in this weird fucking direction, you know, with like Tiger King's husbands and shit. And fuck, I can support one of the dudes that's on the show, like kills himself on the fucking show, um, on the documentary, like shoots himself in the fucking head. Um, craziness, dude, just madness. You know what I mean? Just a complete fucking... Tiger King is a great definition of like 2020, the train wreck that it is. You know what I mean? Like it's a great, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, resemblance, so to speak. Yeah. Of it. And, uh, we're getting more Tiger King. The cage is doing a Tiger King thing. Yeah. Um, I heard that they're going to do like a Tiger King movie with Nick Cage as Tiger King. I mean, you know me, I mean, I'm down for anything with old the uh, cage man. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would <laughs> I would love to see his his portrayal of um of uh Mr. Joe Exotic. That'd be cool. I know uh, Ray, you never got a chance to see Tiger King, right? No, I put that in the category of everybody's on lockdown and they're trying to slam every sort of uh venue they can for people to look at because they know yeah. That they're going to need more than what they have in the bank already. So they're, they're grabbing at everything and say, what do we, what do we have? What do we, hey, we, we've got this. Throw it up there because uh, we're going to need all the extra programming we can get our hands on. And it took off. I mean, people, you know, live vicariously or people like to. I mean, there's a show out there, World's Dumbest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, uh, you know, people love to look at that because uh, the because they look at them and they feel good because they're not as bad as that fool on the TV. It's true. So, you know, just throw those shows up there. We got to keep them entertained. We got to captive audience. Let's throw anything we got right up there. They go into the, 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 the molestation thing. I also wanted to make note that uh, Corey Feldman's documentary came out this year too. That had a whole bunch of madness to it where he wanted 10 million to make it originally. Then he only got like, he didn't go, I don't even think he got a million then he made this documentary that was kind of about, you know, him and him and Corey Hames come up. Um, the docu- I watched the documentary. It's actually a good documentary. I'll get, you know, give a credit. It's not, it didn't focus as much on the Corey's as I thought it was going to in their situation. It was more a documentary of, um, you know, just child molestation within Hollywood. So I can appreciate it for that, you know, it, it, it premiered, it was a whole big deal. Like he premiered it one night and it got pulled down and he trying to say that the powers that be were trying to pull it with Feldman. You never know. Cause he's so like weird with like, like he wants to tell the truth, but then he wants a million fucking $10 million to do it. You know what I mean? Because he's worried about his life. Suppose that somebody tried to hit him with a syringe and kill him. Like he's one of those, he's almost like, 
what the cappy dude could be, which is just like a delusional, insane person. Um, or he could be real deal, you know. And with Feldman, I think Feldman is just a dude that's fucked up. Like he was a child actor. Um, he went through the whole rigmarole of fucking being the king of the world, everybody loving you, and then just being shitted on by everybody. Like to be Corey Feldman was to be a piece of shit after their heyday. Even Haim, you know what I mean? Um, so it's a tough world. It's kind of a tough world. And he's so dated, dude. Like he does the music and I like Feldman. Like I, he's, he's a weird dude, but I appreciate him. Um, and the music is like dated. It's like fucking, it's like we're in 1984 still. Um, it's just like crazy weird dude, but you know, it is what it is. You know, we got love for Corey Feldman at Boombastic Media. Uh, we should have a Corey Feldman podcast. I support that. Um, so big, big support for Corey Feldman and his big, it is um, my last station documentary, which I don't think you can even get anymore. I think it's off. I caught it on YouTube for a little bit because somebody put it up. Um, you know, uh, March twenty fourth, the twenty twenty summer summer Olympics in Tokyo were canceled. Um, seen that coming a mile away. Of course, once things started to unfold, um, we probably won't see an Olympics for a couple of years. Um, that's, I think that's the vibe we're going to go with that i mean every, everything about the olympics cancels out covid you know what i mean and, and the stipulations of covid um april 8th bernie sanders drops out leaving joe biden as the de- democratic candidate you know Ber- bernie's a dude that people love bernie every time he pops up people love him and he gets supporters behind him but he never quite makes it he never has enough support, I think, and he's always, like, against the people in his party, but then he always cowers down to them at the end and, like, hands over the reins. That's my take on Bernie. Um, I think Bernie is more of a pawn guy, you know what I mean? I think I think it's, uh, like, you know, the real the Democrat and Republican are the, real, the only real two options you can go with. You could vote independent, but it's kind of throwing your vote away type deal. Um Bernie's a weird case where a lot of people love him, and Bernie, like with the right vice, I think would would be would be give him a good run for his money. You know what I mean? And even I on the show before, I've even thought that Camille Harris would have been a better like if they if they pitched as her as the president and like Biden maybe as the vice or something. I thought that would have been a better ballot to get behind. You know what I mean? I do, but the Biden thing's weird. I just don't. Biden's a, a thing with all this with with fucking his son. The son's name, a uh, Hunter. Hunter, fucking just the kid. The corruption with the kid. It's almost like when the Hillary thing. Like a lot of people say, we we talked about this on the show before, where Hawk said that uh, I think he said that you know when Hillary was in there, America wasn't ready for a woman president. And I disagreed. I thought they were ready. I just thought that there was so much shit around her with the supposed Benghazi thing and. You know, the emails and, the, and, and there was so much around her that that's what really did it. I think if we got like a real respectable, clean, spotless image female candidate, I think that she would definitely get in there. Well, well, they would like I think America would like a woman more than they would like a man. Honestly. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, I mean, for example, like yeah. uh, the whole thing that Trump kept on going on about Hillary's emails. OK, right. OK. I, and and the thing that I find funny is that, uh, shit, it was, I think it was earlier this, um, 
it was either this year or maybe a couple of years ago in uh, in Trump's presidency. Yeah. His daughter Ivanka did the exact same thing Hillary did. Right. Probably. With, I mean, with all, with all her, like her emails. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember when. Uh, it was during the time when that uh, journalist was killed by the Saudi prince's men. Yep. You remember, remember that? That? Yeah, we should, that was 2022, right? Was it 2020? I forget. That could have been 19, where the dude just went into the went into that restaurant, and never came out. Yeah, 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 where they, you know, you know, they hacked him up and killed him, and they all gave that. him the Whitey Bulger treatment. Yeah, <laughs> the, the well, fucking Scorpio I, I, Lounge I mean, treatment, Gemini I mean, Lounge. The, thing, the yeah. thing is, okay, from what I have uh, listened and, and put together, that um, during that time, you know, Trump, you know, when people asked him about about that situation, his response is like, oh, I talked to the Saudi prince. He said he had nothing to do with it. I believe him and all that. And we all know, of course, the Saudi prince been, you know, throwing money towards Trump for like ever. And they're like, you know, thick as thieves. But one of the things I, I heard was because at the same time, Ivanka was using unprotected email servers and all that doing her government shit, okay? That that happened and got leaked around that time. Yeah. And supposedly uh, Trump's uh, way of trying to divert people because since he made, like, his entire big thing about getting him elected was him always trying to lock her up because of her emails and, and all of that. And now his daughter has done the exact same thing that Hillary did. That, you know, that's why he really pushed that, oh, yeah, he believed the Saudi prince and all that, to take heat away and, and distract people from Ivanka's, you know, mishandling of her emails. I yeah, mean, well, the thing the, is... That's the hypocrisy, is, though. That they, they all do yeah, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but, I mean, here's the thing that... But the hypocrisy is for those who have uh, been, you know, shouting and yelling about how, how um, you know... Uh, Biden is is it, uh, about how, how Trump's, you know, like the only savior and like the only one who can, you know, get us out of the the muck and mire that we're in because of all of these politicians. And it's like Trump's, I mean, every time someone goes after Biden or his family for doing something, Trump has already done that, but 10 times worse. I mean, it's like, that's the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of those who are willing to turn a blind eye to everything Trump has done and and point out like, oh, but a, a, a perfect example is the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, yeah. okay? I mean, they're going on about like, oh, here's a picture with Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein. Look, they're so close. They're so friendly together. And you got about like 20 other pictures with, you know, Trump and Jeffrey Epstein ba- basically practically tonguing each other. And, and of course, they're like, every time you're like, but, you know, Trump spent this time, Trump had, went to, you know, the private island with Jeffrey Epstein. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but, but Bill Clinton did that, too. I mean, I'm sorry, but if I shoot someone, okay, and you shoot someone, if I then say, oh, Matt shot someone, 
but that doesn't negate the fact that I shot somebody. It's like right. yeah, they're doing the same crime. Right. You can't start pointing at like Bill Clinton is so much worse than than uh, Trump. There, right. there's still. I mean, the thing is, the Clintons and the Trumps have been, you know, doing the exact same limbo since the beginning. So the fact that anyone who can support Trump and not support, you know, Clinton is kind of like funny because it's like you support both of them. You want them to do what they are doing. You are showing that you believe in what they are doing because they are doing the exact same thing. That's I mean, politics. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's what always blows my mind is when people are like going after Hunter Biden for something he's done or, or Joe Biden. And I'm like, yeah, but Trump's done the same thing. So how is it that if Biden does it, it's okay, but uh, it is not okay. But if Trump does it, it's okay. I mean, yeah. it's wrong no matter who does it. So... In that case, you should love both of them because they're doing exactly what you want them to do. Yeah. April 10th. April 10th, people in the UK start burning down 5G towers claiming that 5G spreads COVID. You guys remember that? I remember that. Yeah. I remember. There was the 5G. I mean, a lot of people still claim that the 5G's got, got is, you know, the towers is what's like, causing this, these issues, you know what I mean? Like, it's more of that technology coming too fast type deal for us, you know what I mean? We're not really prepared and not, we don't, we haven't had time to kind of, you know, figure out what the reactions are going to be over time, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. One of them things, you know what I mean? One of those things. Yeah, April, uh, April 18th. A man dressed as a cop in Nova Scotia, Canada, kills 16. Um, it's the deadliest mass shooting in Canada. One of the deadliest mass shootings in Canada, Canadian history. Of course, the question I have to ask, was he riding a horse at the time? People died. Uh, people as, died. Was he dressed up as a Mountie? I'm just curious. I mean, Yeah, he uh, was, uh, he was, it was uh, Leslie Nielsen's dad, actually. Oh, okay. You took um, that like I was a real Leslie Nelson's dad. That's a very inside Hawk joke. Hawk met Leslie Nelson once and they talked about how his dad was a Mountie. Yeah. I'm, that's how much of a fan of Alex Hawk I am. I know that trivia. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, Canada's getting with the times, I guess, you know what I mean? They're, they're very, being very Americanized over there with their shootings. Uh, I, I guess, I guess we're, we're bleeding over to uh, our Canadian cousins, I guess. Hey. Don't don't follow us. Don't try to emulate us, please, Canada. You're like the only uh, hope on the North American continent. You think you're the leader of mass shootings, eh? Hey, hey. You have to deal with us now, eh? Um. So next up, I'd have to go with you know, April twenty seventh. All right. Um, real quick, uh, I wanted to make note, in a- April 23rd, there was a thing, climate change in San Bernito, California. They had this thing called um, bioluminant um, waves, which were like blue neon glow-in-the-dark waves due to like some weird shit that was going on in the ocean, probably chemicals. Um, but I thought that was fun, so I wanted to bring it up. But back to April 27th, big news, Kim Jong-un 
dies. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Remember those? Remember the rumors of him being dead? I don't think anybody what, knows the truth. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, dude, dude, he did die. He did die. Kim Jong Un died. He's dead. He's dead. You did, that's a clone, man. That's a clone, oh, you man. animal, uh, you animal. <laughs> you, you got me. You got very behold the pill podcast on me, kid. You oh, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lookalike. It's one of his many lookalikes. Well, that's, that's the crazy thing about it. Like, if I remember correctly, he's a dude that like his people don't even believe that he takes shits. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't go to the bathroom. That's how godly he is. So, like, and I could, he that, doesn't. He has to cook up his ass. I believe that. So what I, I and I also feel like when when you are that delusional and the ego on that dude must be fucking ridiculous. So yeah, I you you know you're not gonna let the people know that you died. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna try and he's gonna try and transcend himself into some like supreme being. And I remember that his his sister was gonna take the take over the reins. I remember being like, my goodness, like. The Oon family over there, they got some some winners in it, you know what I mean? So uh, there's some, you know, you know, if we get a sister, the sister could be worse, you know what I mean? You never know. You never can tell with them things. Um, yeah. yeah, Kim Jong-un, it's, weird, it's, weird, it's, weird it, deal. Mean, he just wants to be loved. Remember when they did uh, the interview with uh, Seth Rogen and James, our boy James Franco, oh, the blowjob king? And, oh, um, oh, I got, I got, I got to say, you know, I tried to watch that movie. Yeah. I literally couldn't get more than maybe 10 minutes into it. It, it wasn't was, that bad. It wasn't that It bad. was awful, dude. It was painful. It, I mean, the fact, everything, the fact. Ab- everything about it was painful. I was like, oh, man. And, of course, the funny thing is with, you know, all the big boo-ha-ha with, Kim Jong Un, you know, uh, threatening this. They kill us, threatening to fucking destroy America over a movie. Like, the movie was yeah, not that but, good. But over yeah, such a crappy that. movie. Yeah. Imagine I'm, if I'm Seth even... Rogen and James Franco just disappeared one night over, over that. That would have been the most gangster. Dude, I would add, if, if, if fuck it, they made them just disappear, that, that would have been super gangster. They were like, well, fuck you. We told you not to make that movie. You did. You done. That a dupe. Not a dupe, kid. The Baba Duke coming to get your ass. Um, April 29th. Um, this was big for me. I remember this was a big deal that uh, got me all excited for. Um, finally, the Pentagon released possible UFO footage. I remember a couple people hitting me up uh, with texts uh, of these videos over there. Ray, do you remember this at all? And um, it was like three different videos. I think it was a UFO. It's kind of, and you don't know what it is. And it's very surprising that the fact that they 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 gave up that info is interesting because not too long ago people were getting fucking deaded for blowing the whistle on shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's always interesting to look how far we've come as a society. I think in the last episode we were talking about it with the Willie the William Cooper episode where yeah. it's like. He's one of these people that get got fucking killed, like straight up taken out of this life, taken out of this realm um, because of, you know, trying to be truthful and voicing his opinion. Um, 
it's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? He was doing the same thing. I mean, look, look at us where we do the same thing that he was doing and that's not comparing talent. That's com- or retrain. That's just comparing the fact that we're sitting here with a, with an audience talking about, you know, conspiracy things, truth or things like there's p- people used to get killed for talking about the things that we just casually talk about and joke about, you know what I mean? So that's how far things have come. And it's interesting, you know, that the, the, the Pentagon releases it, you know what I mean? It's part of the deal. And it didn't, it, 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 it wasn't even really talked about. I, they had it on the news and, you know, it was online and stuff, but for the most part, it wasn't a big deal. You think that you'd think that the Pentagon um, releasing UFO footage would have been a bigger deal, but it's just part of the fact dude, COVID, Everything, the, the the election, COVID, everything happening in 2020, the rate, like the racial tension, the riots and the, and the protests and shit that are pretty much dead right now. Like the protests are dead. Like it's a memory now. Like I, you know, you know what I mean? Um, but your 2020 is so fucking wild. It's such a wild year. So much crazy shit happened. That's why we're like doing this little recap type situation. And I'm sure there's things that we missed um on our list you know what i mean we tried to get a little bit of everything some fun some serious uh and all that stuff but what you guys think of the pentagon releasing that ufo footage you guys did you guys check it out um i actually haven't seen it uh how about you ray i checked it out um i think it's a perfect time with everything that was going on yeah uh, in the world and in the country if you're going to release something that potentially might be controversial Mm-hmm. Do it while everybody's distracted. I agree with that. Yeah. It's more hidden, that hidden in plain sight thing, which is a very common theme. Yeah. We're seeing that a lot. The hidden in plain sight is, you know, that's kind of the deal. Um, you know, even even all the, you know, even the political thing is hidden in plain, plain sight. You know, there's a lot of people, I think, opening up their eyes to uh, the way things are done. Like, you know. The days of thinking that they're just this umbrella of people that care about you that are looking out for your best interest. Uh, I think those days are done. I think everybody, I think the majority of people are kind of realizing we kind of are on our own here. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate that the people that have the keys to the city aren't on our side and don't care to be on our side. You know what I mean? Well, actually, uh, if you're talking about people not realizing it i mean if you're talking about early 70s that's where i lost that dream yeah what what did it for you a whole bunch of things going on at that time it was uh they all came to a head and it was kind of like okay yeah this is all total bs that's it it's over i don't trust a single one of them because they're all the same it's a very dark thing you almost gotta you, you gotta realize it and then move it away from you. You know what I mean? You got to realize and understand what's going on, but not dwell in it because dwelling on it, on it and the injustice and the, 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 the hypocrisy and madness of it all make you crazy, make you crazy. I'm going to have to bow out in a few minutes. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. All right. I just, well. I just, I just, I just checked the meals ready. The meals ready. Hawk, are you still with us? Hawk's not even with us. So with that being said, folks. But what what I was going to say, though, is that I I knew a guy and uh, knew his background. It's the type of guy you could sit down, you could have a beer with. This was like drinking days. Yeah. Which I don't do anymore, but 
You could sit down, watch movies, laugh with him, talk about anything. And he had some really solid ideas and stuff. He eventually went into business and then he went into politics. Yeah. On a local level. And on a local level, he was trying to do a bunch of things. Then he went up to the state level and he tried to do a couple things. Then he went up to the national level. First, the House of Representatives. Then later on, he went into the Senate. And I've watched him over a period of time. And I have seen him stand around with other leaders when they're saying something that in private conversation he is thinks is total bullshit and most of his life he's been totally against. And I've yeah. seen him there and he's got a burnt out look in his eyes or he's got his head down. They got the hooks into him. Yeah. He's not the person he used to be. Right. Yeah, I hear like a lot that, of that was like, oh no, not you too. No, 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 not not you too. They got they got to you and uh Man, if they can get to you, because I knew his background, they can get to anybody. A very, very they live moment. You know what I mean? And there's different ways of getting, you can get, get into people with greed. You can blackmail them. You can just straight up say, hey, if you don't do this, you know, if it, things could happen to your family. You know what I mean? Um, we could strip your bank accounts. We could take your job away, put you back at square one. Like these people have been playing the game for a long time and hardball is their favorite game to play. You know, they like, I think, when people go against them, they can crush people and say, well, I'm going to use you to show people not to fuck with me, and I'll just destroy your whole life. You know what I mean? And as these well, politicians are gangsters, they think they're gangsters, you know what I mean? Well, I think they are. And, uh, yeah, the, the only difference between government and the mob is the mob actually makes money. Government yeah. loses money. But there's no there difference between the two of them. And I trust the code of honor among mobsters more than I do politicians. Yeah, I got more respect for that, yeah, for sure. There is no code amongst, there's no code, what is it, no uh, honor amongst thieves over there. And, uh, thieves, they're butchers. They're the people that send people to war so they can make money. There you go. It's true. That's truth, you know. Um, this has been, uh, we're going to break this, this segment up into two parts. So all you folks out there listening, you're going to love the fact that you don't even have to wait another month for another episode of Behold the Pill podcast. We'll probably drop it in, uh, like a week after this one. We won't go straight up with it, but, uh, we'll drop it. We will definitely have both out, I'd say before the end of the year, even if they're close to each other without a week. Uh, maybe I'll drop it. You never know. Maybe I'll we'll drop both of these episodes on the same day. Maybe that's how we should do it. What do you guys think? Is that what we should give the people? Sounds good to me. Cool. Yeah, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, and we hope everybody out there has a great New Year's. You know, 2021 is hopefully going to be a lot better for everybody. Um, I know that over here at Behold the Pale podcast, we got a lot of really cool com- things coming up, whether it's subjects for episodes or guests coming in, you know, this, uh, this this year, we're really trying to bring in a lot more guests and get it popping. If you guys got any subjects that you are interested in that want to hear about, feel free to hit us up. You know, we get a Behold the Pill podcast Facebook page. Message us there. Um, we have the Boombastic Media, which is kind of like our production company for all these shows. They got a Facebook page. You can pop on there and drop a message on there for the show. And uh, we got a Patreon we got we got popping uh, in the beginning of the year, and we're going to be kicking off some new T-shirts, uh, some limited edition, limited edition tees 
for uh, all the podcasts are getting their own limited edition tea. So hop on that train when it comes out, because once they're gone, they're gone. They're not there no more. They're history. They're in the fucking history books. And you can't burn those history books. Oh, yeah, baby. You can't tear them up and throw them in the trash. Oh, yeah, brother. Fuck that. So without further ado, we wish everybody uh, happiest of New Year's. We'll catch you after the New Year's with a new episode of Behold. And uh, this is a double header. So enjoy both episodes. Go out strong. We'll catch you in a better year, 2021. You guys want to say anything to anybody before we bounce out? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, well, you know, as far as 2021 goes, just be careful. We might just be waiting there saying, looking at 2020 saying, ah, you think that's bad? Hold my beer. No, oh, no. And with that, we say, hey, Mel Potter. How you doing out there? She's big into the hold my bear line when it comes to 2020. Yeah, hold my bear all day long. Hold my bear. <laughs> hold my bear. I say hold my heroin needle because I fucked up. But, hell yeah, we wish everybody out there happiness, you know, uh, clear vision, you know what I mean? 2020, we popped off this. Uh, we got this going free, full blast. 2020, you know what else happened in 2020? Behold the Pill podcast became a real thing. Um and, we, you know, 2020 was the year of perfect vision. You know what I mean? That's why we wanted to pop it off this year. We thought it would really make sense and work. You know what I mean? Um, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. So, fuck yeah. Get ready for more uh, in, in the coming year. And everybody out there, be safe. Be conscious of what's going on. Be kind to each other. Stay healthy. Take care of yourselves, mind, body, and soul. And we'll catch you all in the next year, 2021. Be good. Be safe. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? I could be the most popular person in Europe. I could be, I could run for any office if I wanted to. But I don't want to. I had a meeting at the Pentagon. Lots of generals. They were like from a movie. Better looking than Tom Cruise and stronger. You can have all the technology in the world. I'm a professional at technology. When during the campaign, I would say Mexico is going to pay for it. Obviously, I never said this, and I never meant they're going to write out a check. I said they're going to pay for it. Where do these people come from? Where do they come from? They go back home to mommy. They get punished when they get home. I saw this man, tall, handsome, very charismatic, making horrible statements about wanting to destroy our country. And I'm writing a book. I think I wrote 12 books. All did very well. I just received a beautiful letter from Kim Jong-un. I, I can't show you the letter, obviously, but it was a very personal, very warm, very nice letter. I appreciate it. It was actually a happy birthday letter, if you want another two. It was my birthday. And he sent me a beautiful letter, uh, happy birthday, which is nice. If you tell a joke, if you're sarcastic, if you're having fun with the audience, if you're in live television with millions of people and 25,000 people in an arena, and if you say something like, Russia, please, if you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. I'm going to be signing a national emergency. It's a great thing to do. 
because we have an invasion of drugs, invasion of gangs, invasion of people. So we're going to confront the national security crisis on our southern border. And we're going to do it one way or the other. We have to do it. Not because it was a campaign promise, which it is. They say walls don't work. Walls work 100%. The Green New Deal, right? Green New Deal. I encourage it. I think, the, I think it's really something that they should promote. Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. And when the wind stops blowing, it doesn't make any difference, does it? Unlike those big windmills that destroy everybody's property values, kill all the birds. Slippy Joe and Crazy Bernie. They have a young man, Boot Edge Edge. Boot Edge Edge. They say Edge Edge. He's got a great chance, doesn't he? He'll be great. He'll be great. Crazy Elizabeth Warren, or as I affectionately call her, Pocahontas. We want Biden. We want the son. Hunter, where's Hunter? We want the son. What's going on with Fox, by the way? What's going on there? Kellyanne is great, but she's married to a total whack job. I think the, I, she must have done some number on him, Ainsley. I don't know what Kellyanne did to that guy. At some point, I hope they get it. You're going to turn it over? No, at some point, I might. But at some point, I hope they get it because it's, it's a fantastic financial statement. It's a fantastic financial statement. And uh, let's do that over. He's coughing in the middle of my answer. Yeah. Okay. I don't like that. You know. Your chief of staff. If you're gonna cough, please leave the room. Okay. Do you want to do that a little differently then? I used to get great press until I ran for politics. I mean, I used to be the king of getting good press. And this is how I got elected by being off script. Believe it or not, I watched my words very carefully there are those that think i'm a very stable genius 